right. Welcome to our very first episode of The Diesel Diaries. I'm your host, Lori McNaughton. I'm the director of ATS Specialized. I've been in the trucking industry for 23 years. Uh, today, I have our first guest with us, Ryan Templin, uh, driver manager. Yep. Uh, for three years, I've been with ATS now. Awesome. And you're also in the specialized group, right? Correct. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we're just going to talk about all things trucking, truckers, uh, what they face on the road every day, and um, try to have fun doing it. That'll be a good time. <laughs> all right. So um, first up, let's talk about equipment theft. I know we've seen a rise in some stolen equipment and you have some experience with that. I do have two of them actually. And turns out they ended up being the same driver. Oh no. So tell me what happened. Um, back in the summer in June, um, I have a guy that lives in Philadelphia, um, can be a very, you know, it's compact, hard place to park. Um, he has been parking, he said in the same spot for years, every time that he goes home. And uh, he went home for about a week and a half and uh, he was ready to go, come back out of the house. And turns out when he got there, his our trailer was not there anymore. Um, turns out he was parking at a different business on a side street where there was clearly uh, no parking signs everywhere. Um, last I know, we have never, we did not find that trailer. Never recovered it. Is, it. it is still missing. <laughs> um, he checked with local authorities, um, you know, the business there, checked everything and just it has not turned up. So what happens? Um, he realizes the trailer is gone and calls local authorities. They have no idea, no reports linked to it. I'm assuming he called you right away to tell you what was going on. Yes, he did. And he said that he was, you know, reaching out to authorities, all the tow companies in the area to see if it was impounded, okay. if the, the police had seized it and put it somewhere. And last I know, even to this day, is that we still have not located that trailer. Okay. And this happened a second time? Same driver? It, it did. About uh, six months after that. No. Um, this time he was loaded. Oh, no. First time, first time he he was empty. Yeah, um, I shouldn't be laughing. This isn't funny. This is horrible. No, it's it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, same driver, mind you. Um, got loaded, went to the house again, Philadelphia. He parked his truck and our loaded trailer in the same exact spot that our trailer had gone missing the first time. Okay. Same spot outside of a business, streets marked, no parking. Um, you know, his excuse was, well, you know, there's an RV park there. There's other, you know, trucks parked there. And I just kind of explained, I was like, you know, probably after the first time, we should have found another place to park. So I have to ask, he sees an RV park there. He doesn't think like, maybe I should go talk to this business and see if they're okay with it or anything like that. He just... I'm going to take the chance, and I've got a full trailer. Parked there along with his truck, and uh, three days later, again, calls me. Uh, my my truck and trailer are gone. The truck, too, this time. Yep. So this time, at least, he stayed hooked. Was he Correct. hooked up the last time? No, he just dropped the trailer okay. there and put a, put down the landing gear, put a kingpin lock on it, and went home. So tell me this time, it was at least he found it at a wrecker yard or something. The... Police impounded both truck and trailer. Man, that's brutal. 
was not fun to deal with, to say the least, especially after the first time I think, you know, he would have, you know, learned from his mistakes and, you know, trailers, the stuff's expensive. For sure. the, it being commodity on the trailer is one thing, but, you know, that's the least guy, you know, that is ATS's truck and trailer and to, you know, make that mistake again, um, you know, called for some, some extra stuff we had routed him up here to, you know, talk in person and explain the severity of the situation and why it's important that we don't make those mistakes again. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put any customer names out there necessarily, but can you tell me what kind of commodity was on that trailer? Honestly, I don't remember. Don't recall? Uh -huh. Okay, that's fine. I was just kind of thinking in terms of dollar amount. I mean, we got to be $100,000, $200,000 easily. Yeah. I mean that's insane. Yeah, he's a class three guy, so it's you know at least that one that one hundred thousand mark. Yeah, but um, so really one of them we don't know where it is. So truly is stolen, and the other one impounded. Um, it seems that theft in general has been on the rise, and it's not just the equipment but cargo as well. And I know you know some of those border states are uh, more of a hot spot. Yeah, I think where all your your main crime hubs are, you know, you think Illinois, you think of Chicago, um, obviously t Texas, just the population, Florida. Um, I would think it'd probably probably more prevalent in you know van and reefer, um, you know, food and water, all that stuff. Just you know, a lot of people steal out of necessity or opportunity. Yeah, both. Yeah. Things aren't cheap right now, right? No. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're buying. If it's a bag of groceries, uh, you go to the local grocery store, you're dropping 100 bucks, and you have two grocery bags. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you know, a lot has changed in the last six to nine months in, in that regard. And, you know, the economy is always changing, um, you know, inflation. So it definitely gets tough on a lot of people, even people with full-time jobs, you know, if you're raising kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's do it out of necessity because they have to because they they can't afford yeah, anything. Definitely. All right. Um, how about like tips or advice you would give to any drivers that are out there listening? I'm sure they have plenty um, to give us. They could probably educate us better than we can educate them. But what kind of tips or advice would you give? I would say um, and it comes back to a lot of things. Trip planning. Knowing what your hours are, where you're going to be stopping, you know, not going over your hours and having to park in, you know, an abandoned lot somewhere of an old church where there's really no, there's no eyes on you. Um, you know, if you're sleeping, there's a lot of stuff that can happen, you know, yeah. while you're sleeping. So trip planning, well-lit areas, you know, big truck stops and, you know, where there's cameras, there's people around, it's going to lessen the opportunity that people have to steal equipment or commodities or what have you. For sure. Solid advice. Um, I think too, just keeping hooked to your trailer, right? I mean, there are kingpin locks and things of that nature. Those can be clipped too, right? People, if they're stealing your trailers, there's intent there. They're looking for the right opportunity to, um, drive away with something on that large of a scale. So I would think of it as like somebody, you know, stealing a car, you know, they, they'll take it to a chop shop, they'll part it out, like yeah. scratch off VIN numbers, serial numbers, and any way to make a buck. Yeah, for you sure. Know, you think about the equipment that these guys get when they start, 
you're over $2,000. Your tarps, your chains, your straps, all that stuff. Easy. You guys leave that sitting on your trailer and you're not careful. It goes missing. Somebody, Somebody's going to buy it used and get it make five and five, six hundred bucks, if not more. Yeah. And, you know, money goes in your pocket. There's a driver without any equipment. That goes back to your point and, you know, ending up in a dark lot. Even if you're in a well-lit one, picking the right spot in the lot. Mm-hmm. Um, headache racks. I know a lot of guys lock those up too, but... Man, if they're in the bunk and they have an APU running or some guys have generators on their trucks, you know, if that's running, they're not hearing somebody with a bolt cutter and getting in there, taking their stuff. I mean, the only chance really is some movement um, on the truck that stirs them or something. So it probably comes back to just like anything like, well, there's how many people out there, how many drivers? Well, it's not going to happen to me. And right. Everybody thinks that until it does. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah, for sure. These guys, it's crazy to think about all the things they have to worry about. Um, You know, it's hard enough being out for days, weeks at a time. There's some guys I know just within the specialized group, and I I can't speak for vans and heavy haul, although I know, um, well, probably heavy haul, if not more than than the flat group. But um, I'm sure a lot of the van guys, too, at least a couple weeks staying out away from home, um, you got to worry about what you can take with you on each trip and protecting that with little to no resources. It's just trip planning and picking the lesser of the evils. I got several drivers. He He's out three, four months at a time. He'll go home for a weekend. He's back out. He wants to make money. So, and he's, you know, ma- married, you know, a kid back home, you know, older and grown up, not the house, but several guys, they don't, you know, once a season, they're home, you know, four times maybe during the year and then they're, they're out on the road. What would you, I guess, ask a driver to do if they, and this is an easy one, I guess, maybe I can answer it myself, but, um, some attention to, um, suspicious activity and just whether it's happening to you or the truck next to you. And it doesn't matter if it's, um, you know, a, a driver here at ATS or a driver with another carrier, but kind of just being on the lookout for some of that activity and reporting it, calling a local non-emergency line and letting them know what you see, right? I mean, worst case, somebody's going to come out, check it out, and it happens to be fine. Yeah, you think, you know, just like our building, you know, some without a badge or something looks suspicious, it's not going to hurt to bring it up. Yeah. If something doesn't sit right. Yeah. I tend to trust my intuition all the time. And, For sure. you know, generally I like think that's going to lead you in the right direction. Yeah. So it's hard enough out there too. So helping each other where you can, I mean, look out for each other. I guess that's my advice. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, the hope is we're, we'll move this into uh, more of a segmented show. Um, we'll start off. Um, each episode with kind of, uh, you know, some current events, what's happening in the industry today, um, and then moving along to uh, what I like to call Highway Chronicles. And it's more of the true stories, things happening out out on the road. Uh, today, we talked a little bit about theft, um, but even getting into things like um, true crime as it relates to the industry and uh, things they see and things that they're involved with. 
uh, while they're out there. It's a crazy world. Um, and then kind of end it with some takeaways. And last but not least, it's truck talk. Uh, so this is where we want to throw out like different, um, I'm going to call it a poll. We'll send polls out, whether it be online or, you know, maybe I'm reaching out to um, some driver managers in the building and asking them to get with their fleets and see what their thoughts are. But uh, this first one, we uh, put a line out there and asked about <laughs> asked about um, best albums start to finish to listen to on a road trip. So while I feel like that this could go for hours if we wanted it to. Uh, absolutely. I have a very eclectic taste in music. Um, so it's hard for me to pick just one. But if you had a favorite album, start to finish, uh, that you like to listen to on road trips, what would it be? Right now, uh, anything Morgan Wallen is what I'm listening to right now. Um, big fan of his. I didn't get into country until, you know, a couple years ago. Because mainly because yeah. it's not like country country anymore. Yeah. Um, definitely that. Um, some hip hop. I like... Um, ASAP Rocky, um, Kendrick Lamar. Um, real. Can never go wrong with some Justin Bieber. <laughs> you got the fever. <laughs> Every once in a while. Last week I did. Did you? <laughs> I remember actually it was years ago already. Um, I think it might have been an ops manager. And we used to do like this Friday thing. I always have music playing, as you know. I remember I'd come into your office and request what song for us to yes. play. Yes. So on Fridays, I'd crank it up and everybody kind of get to play what they wanted. And maybe it was you that brought the Bieber out. But I recall uh, there being a Friday where the office was. It just, it depends on my mood. Sometimes you want to be silly and funny. And so it's, you know, whatever. Thanks for clarifying. So Justin Bieber is when you want to be silly. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a true passion for his music. It's not. Yeah. Deep down, they probably like some of his songs and will sing along to it. And yeah. So. I don't know, like truly, honest to God, I don't know that I know any one Justin Bieber song start to finish. And I'm not even sure that I could name a song. Like if I heard Justin Bieber, I could totally tell you that's Bieber. Right. And I probably know the song, but I don't know titles. I'm really bad at that, actually. So I couldn't I couldn't name albums just because everything I have now is on iTunes. And I just kind of yes. throw mixes together and let the, the phone iPod do, like, its, do its thing. I feel like that's a jab at my age mentioned earlier. I have no how idea long how, I, how old you are. Oh, well, how long I've been in the industry kind of helps. And now you don't recall albums there. It's all iTunes. Yeah, that's sad. Makes me feel old. Maybe, and I'm not old. Maybe it was an indirect job. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was a friendly that. one. Felt good. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know that I can pick any one album. There's a lot that I like, and I will listen to anything. The only thing I can't really, I shouldn't say I can't, I just, um, I really got to be in the mood for it, would be like jazz or classical. I mean, I do like some, but I'd have to be in the mood for it. Otherwise, I am all over the place. Like Some Conway Twitty. Yeah, I'll listen to Conway Twitty. I do like country. Um, I don't know that there's anything that really stands out for me. I would say, like, favorite genres, maybe. 
I love some solid 80s ballads, which we'll get into here with our uh, results from the poll. Um, I love 90s country. Uh, I love old country, and uh, there's some new stuff I like. When I think about new stuff, I love Aaron Lewis, country, and as lead singer in Stained. I mean, both. Beautiful. Um, Man, System of a Down. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Old School Rap. Oh, yeah. Um, And I could go like Easy e E-40, Tupac, and we could probably back it up a little more from there, but... Even some new stuff, too. My kids help with that. I have a um, almost 17-year-old daughter, and then my youngest is eight. And both of them introduce me to new music weekly. So I get my If you have any now CDs, you can probably find all these songs (laughs) on there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, are you ready to hear some of the... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I had to um, check these out before we went on air. Uh, because I wasn't familiar with um, a couple, I'll say. <laughs> One of them was uh, The Reality of Yourself was the artist, and uh, the song was Letter from Hermes. And I got to tell you, I was waiting for the beat to drop, and it just never came. It was like a three-minute song that would like wipe out the last three miles of my trip. Like, I it, Have you ever – okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about poor decisions, but we won't get too deep. You know, like when you were younger and you made a lot of poor decisions and you're like, how did I get home last night? That would have been three miles of how did I go the last three miles? Like, how did I get from mile marker 10 it. to mile marker 15? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it's not that it was bad. It was just I was waiting for something to happen. It just didn't come. All right. And then uh, have you ever heard of that song? Mm-mm, I have not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to check out some more songs, I think, because there's got to be more to it than the three minutes I heard. So I'm hopeful if if uh, the driver that voted for the reality of yourself, I apologize in advance. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep looking, see if I can find one I like. Um, all right. Next one. Jason Boland. I don't not sure who that I is. I didn't recognize that either, but it's country. And the song was High on the Rockies. Totally dig it. It was good. I might have to give it a listen. Yeah. I was, you know, doing a little jig. Probably not a jig. I mean, that makes me feel a little... Old? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling that out again. <laughs> Remind me not to invite you next time. Uh, all right. And for me, the winner, uh, because I got a soft spot. I, this truly is an 80s. I think this was probably mid Maybe, yeah, I'm going to say mid-70s. Um, hold your tongue. Boston debut album. More Than a Feeling. Yeah, so I'm you, familiar. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, That was the one I figured, if you're going to know one, that's the one. Growing up, my dad was blaring those cassettes and CDs. Cassettes. And, oh, yeah. Your dad listened to cassettes and CDs. Cassettes. Okay. So, you know what my parents listened to music on? Besides AM radio in the barn. Um, in the house, we had a record player, but it was a dual record player. So you could play a record or you could play Atrex on it. Do you know what Atrex is? No, but I know what records are. Right on. Okay. So um, Atrex is like this. It's, it's 
It's like this. It's like a big cassette, and it's probably like so. That's what I was that picturing, day. like a bigger, much bigger version of a. Do you remember the original Nintendo? Yeah. Okay, the size of the game, it's like the same size as that. And it like is inserted into the player the same way, like one end. But it has a tape. It's not, you know, the Nintendo games kind of had that metal. Yeah, whatever. the little di- the disc or the yeah. chip or whatever. Yeah. 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 So uh, there was that. My parents, it was Steve Miller and Led Zeppelin, which was really weird because they were Catholic farmers. I just felt like those two things didn't really go My together. Dad, Boston, the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. ACDC. Yep. All yeah. of those. Good stuff. All right. Um, any last minute thoughts before we sign off? Not off the top of my head, no. Hopefully any of the drivers listen to this. Um, you know, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to do more of this, um, getting your feedback and sharing your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Drive sure. safe. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you um, and everything you guys are doing out there. And and we just really hope this is something that you can find some enjoyment in and we can talk about things that you want to talk about. So um, stay tuned. Thanks for joining on, joining us. And until next time, uh, I'm Lori McNaughton and I'm Ryan Templin. Have a great night, guys. <laughs>